Okay, everybody, for today's episode, we have one of my dear friends, Melanie, joining us today from Lubbock, Texas. Melanie, how are you? Hey, Colin. I'm good. How are you? Good. And everybody, the cool thing about today is Melanie is actually a reporter in Lubbock who's been covering COVID-19 and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So Melanie, if you want to introduce and kind of tell us about yourself. Definitely. Uh, I live in a small uh, city in Texas in the northwest part northwest part of Texas called Lubbock. Um, there's 250,000 people here. Um, farms are five minutes away. So this is totally different from where I'm from. I'm from Miami, but I went to college in Boston. I've lived in New York and LA. So this is totally different for me. Um, I've been here for a year now and, and I report on everything and I'm a broadcast reporter. So um, not a newspaper or anything like that. So I work with the camera a lot. So how has your quarantine been so far? Like, have you, I know you're like working a lot. So have you been able to like sit back, reflect, or have you been kind of like on the go since it all started? No, I've been working just as hard as I was before. Um, quarantine's all right. I'm really ready to get back in the office. I've been working from my house and I feel like I've been here all day, every day for the past two months because I have. Um, I like find stories in my bed. I'm like in my bed looking up what I can pitch for that day. And like, I miss being in the office doing that, sitting at my desk. I feel like I'm a little more motivated um, at my desk, but I'm definitely enjoying this time at home because, you know, it's probably never gonna happen again. But um, yeah, quarantine's all right. There's good days and there's bad days. Um, like I said, I'm a little more motivated at the office, but I try to find motivation here at home. And to kind of rewind, I know me and you back in the day, like we did tons of like movie premieres and covered a lot of stuff together. But what did you study um, when you were in school? So yeah, Colin and I met at Emerson College in Boston. Super fun, Boston Fashion Week. And um, I just remember how excited we were to be at that one fashion show at the W. And like, it's so cute. We're just like such little excited kids. It's adorable. And also that fashion show at, oh my gosh, Colin, what's that place called with the T, with an L? The Land, the uh, Langham, the Langham? Yeah, I think like, yeah. Um, they had a little fashion show there during Boston Fashion Week, so me and Colin and Alyssa sat there and sipped on tea and accidentally put the bill <laughs> on the pool <laughs> because we thought we were getting free food and we weren't. And, yeah, our school picked up the tab, so that was nice. Wait, did, <laughs> um, they ever, did they ever pick it up? I just remember, like, the lady came with that check for, like, $300. Like, Alyssa, yeah. you guys, like, Alyssa, like, said something to this lady. I don't know what she said, but the lady was, I don't know, she kind of, like, disregarded it, and we ended up getting out of that. But you guys, when they put that bill, and it was $300, I was freaking out. I'm like, I am a grad student. I don't have $300 to just be throwing out to people like I was freaked out right um yeah I don't remember paying for it so someone did pay for it and it was probably our school and um that was funny because like at the time we were like 19 20 you were probably 22 who were we to think that we were just getting free food as press as press you know um <laughs> so that's funny but what else I studied broadcast journalism there um, so we had a studio there, and I learned the ins and outs of how a news station runs, a newsroom runs. Um, Colin and I had similar professors. I learned how fast-paced it all, all was, and um, being surrounded by motivated professionals and professors and colleagues, um, it was a lot of fun. That's 
So did you intern anywhere like uh, to gain more experience? Like did you, I know you mentioned that you were in LA for a bit. Did you intern anywhere out there? Like how did you get more experience in the broadcast world? Yeah, I was in LA for six months and it was so fun. LA is, it's so fun. Like they call it La La Land for a reason. Um, I think they call it La La Land because people have big dreams and it's just kind of hard to navigate over there. But I call it La La Land because it's a lot of fun. And um, for three months, one summer, like three or four years ago, I interned at Perez Hilton, which is that celebrity blog. Um, that was a lot of fun. What did I do there? Let me, let me think about what I did there. Um, I wrote some articles and I interviewed some celebrities, including um, MJ from Shaws of Sunset. That was like four years ago. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. I had a really nice boss, so I really need to get back in touch with actually. Um, and she went to Emerson too. So just finding those connections in your college is so important, especially in this business. And then I had my first internship at E News, which was just a dream come true because all I talk about is E News. So when I got that internship, I was so so excited. Um, there, I helped write questions for celebrities mostly, and I did a lot of research. Um, and then I had a second internship at E! News in New York and I preferred um, the internship in New York better because I wasn't at my desk as much. Um, there I watched my boss interview the celebrities where I didn't really get to do that too much at the LA one. Um, so New York was so much fun. My bosses were so funny. Um, I had the best time and um, I can't wait to get back into entertainment news eventually. That's so awesome. Um, did you what ones in New York did you do? I know you did kind of heavily, like uh, LA was really celebrity heavy. Was it like New York did you do a lot of like fashion week and a lot more like TV sets or what How? What was like the difference between the two offices? Uh, the difference, um, they are similar in terms of what content they go after. Lots of red carpets in LA. I went to the Doctor Strange premiere and Rachel McAdams was right in front of my face. Um, with my boss interviewing her, so that was fun. But um, I did more red carpets and more junkets. Junkets are when um, you, an interviewer goes to interview a celebrity about their movie or TV show. So I got to go to those more in New York. Um, and I got to go to more red carpets. Oh my gosh, I got a phone call, sorry. <laughs> I declined that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I got to go to more red carpet and drunkets in New York. I saw my boss interview Jerry Seinfeld at one of his foundation parties. Dr. Oz was there too. Um, I got to go to lots of fashion week red carpets because I was there in the fall. So I stood outside of like the Christian Siriano fashion show. Um, that was super fun. One of my jobs was to run the discs. I did that a lot. I would run the memory cards from a, a set back to the control room. So one time I was holding a disc that Kanye West was on there and it was like, don't lose this. And I was like, okay, I won't lose this. Um, I ran the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show disc back to the station. So it's crazy that it's all my responsibility to get, to get that disc back to the station. If I lose it, E! News isn't gonna have the Victoria's, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show on their show and then we're gonna, it wasn't gonna be good. So I had a lot of responsibility there. Um, and as cool as I know, I'm just obsessed with celebrities and fashion and, um, what our favorite movie stars are up to at all times. So compared to doing that, what you're doing uh, now in regular general news and kind of breaking news is completely different. 
But I feel like COVID kind of had all the broadcast people be kind of on their toes and do more active stuff. How has been? How has covering COVID nineteen news and everything been different for you? Um, covering news over here in general is different because um, you guys, there's a little kid playing with his motorized car down the stairs, and he just started. So now I'm. In- <laughs> to move my location. <laughs> Give me 17 seconds. Four years later. <laughs> um, okay, I'm back. Now I'm on my couch. Welcome. Um, so here I'm an MMJ and that means I'm a reporter who handles the writing, the camera, and the editing, and finding the story. It's a lot. You feel like you're doing a lot of people's jobs in one. Um, it's a lot of responsibility, but I enjoy it because hopefully if I move up the ladder, um, people are going to help me, and I can remember I can remember these really hard times. <laughs> but covering COVID-19, um, it's been kind of tough. Sometimes you feel like it's a lot more negative stories than positive, but um, I have been finding the positive ones. Like for instance, I might reach out to this um, farmer in a small rural town nearby who's like feeding children, who's feeding children from food from his farm. So I may reach out to him. So that's a positive story. Um, I've been covering a lot of press conferences here, which I normally don't do. Um, and that's where the health department just delivers the latest numbers and the, de- the latest information about where you can go get tested and like, you know, all the numbers even in Texas too. Um, so I've been covering a lot of press conferences. Uh, I'm looking here at some of the stories I've been doing for the past couple of weeks. I'm looking here at this list. I covered a bar that was upset that they had to close down like two months ago. Um, I covered here a, a mom who used to homeschool, giving mom tips on how to like homeschool your kids. Cause obviously kids have been homeschooled by kind of by their parents for the past six weeks, although the schools provide the curriculum. I know a lot of parents feel that they need to be teachers, so I interviewed a mom on how to, you know, how to handle your kid at home. Oh, I interviewed here um, a little kid who was taking virtual piano lessons with his teacher on the iPad. That was so cute. So cool. Um, I know, that was adorable. Um, I'm looking at my list here. I interviewed a psychologist on how to deal with your anxiousness when you're stuck at home, if you're stuck at home. Um, I in- I went to a really cool hospital event where um, hundreds of cars parked in this parking lot of a hospital to pray for the healthcare workers. And they flashed their lights and honked their horns and they listened to a 10 minute service on their radio. So that was really sweet. Um, so overall, um, I'm enjoying, overall, I'm enjoying delivering this information because everyone wants to know how many case numbers are in their area, where they can get their testing, are things getting better. Um, I think people are annoyed kind of with the news right now, but they also look to the news to see what's going on in their area. Yeah, like I know for me, for instance, like when it, like back in March when everything first started, it, I kind of, I was listening to like NPR and stuff daily and like getting the updates and it started to get too overwhelming for me so I had to really disconnect myself from it and I kind of check in like here and there like uh, I know like my police department or um, our like main city hall page to like see what's opening or what, what changes, changes and stuff, but I haven't been 
really uh, listening to uh, <clears throat> just like the everyday news about like the numbers and stuff because it just makes it sound uh, I don't know like just depressing the entire time where you just feel like you're constantly being fed negative news so I've had to kind of watch my mental health and kind of watch uh, what all like and digesting all of that because it can really weigh on you right Colin, what do you think about this? I'm going to ask you a question. Like, we've been on social media now, the world, for like 10 years. Instagram, everyone's been on Instagram for probably seven now. Like, we look at content that makes us sad every day. Are we just, like, um, immune to content? Like, I follow all these girls who are just, like, posing with their skinny beach bodies, like, in a bikini, like, quarantining at home, or, like, showing off this, showing off that. Like, are we kind of immune to that? Because people are getting like all this anxiety and depression from looking at all the COVID stuff, but we look at like depressing things all the time. I look at, you know what I mean, on our, on our social media pages. I feel like from every, the celebrity stuff, like everybody's used to seeing it, but I feel like once like celebrities were like, oh, you know, stuck at home and it's like, bro, you're stuck at home in a 24,000 square foot home with two pools, like seven bedrooms, like, we're not all in this together. Like you're not roughing it. And I think I think it was Lady Gaga who actually mentioned that in an interview, who was basically calling out celebrities and stuff who were comparing their situation to other people's. Where it's like, okay, you're stuck at home or whatever in your multi-million-dollar home, but like this person over here, like they work at an AMC movie theater, and because they're now out of work, like they don't know where their next check's going to come come from. To, pay for their kids uh, daycare or how they're going to be able to continue being a part-time student online so it's like I feel like people are now calling out when people uh, like more celebrities and people who are like posing or like going even if they're just going out just about like the whole kind of like delusion of it all more than ever now yeah it's funny because um big houses I don't think dictate happiness like if I were in a huge house, like I wouldn't be any happier than I am now, I don't think, but it's more financial, kind of like you're saying, like probably studies probably show people who are a little more well off than other people probably are a little less stressed. There are people right now who, you're right, like you're right, work at the movie theater. Movie theaters haven't been open. Um, here they actually opened like 10 days ago. Um, so some employees probably got their jobs back, but yeah, there are people who weren't making a lot of money to begin with who are still out of work. And those are the people that are not doing so well. And I feel like what it's done with a lot of these companies, like I feel like a lot of companies have stepped up, like um, for instance, uh, there's been some who have been like continuing to pay their employees while they're, while, while they are not able to work or um, just customer service like companies who are like offering <clears throat> like premium options for stuff or people who are stuck at home and just watching TV all day. So I feel like it, the whole pandemic hasn't really brought about uh, like more negative traits in people, it's kind of brought about like truer traits. Like you've been able to kind of see like what companies actually value their employees and value people by like what they're willing to sacrifice. Like I know a lot of them have cut their own personal salaries to make room for, to continue like their uh, employees who are lower on the totem pole or they've um, extended stuff for people who weren't able to pay their bills for certain things. So you've kind of been able to see a lot of companies and people step up to do more for their employees and their customers and I feel like it's honestly just shed light on those who value their people and I feel like everybody's going to keep note of that whenever people are looking for either new jobs or a new cell provider or a new uh, cable provider so everybody's going to uh, take note of what how companies have been treating people um, right now and like when we're in December 
months down the road. And I feel like that's just been shed a lot of light on. Totally. Yeah. Companies' true colors are definitely being ex- exposed or sh- shed light on right now. And like, do you, in regards to media, like I know everybody's local governments are, local uh, news stations are covering it, their local governments are covering it. Do you feel like everybody's getting the same amount of coverage um, in regards to what's accurate and actual precautions? Because I feel like at the beginning they were like, oh, you don't need to do this, or actually you do need to wear that, where like this outlet was saying something, then this one over here was saying something completely different. And, somebody's posting something else different on their Facebook for their, so I feel like it's kind of been kind of a piecemeal where somebody, where people are posting different things in regards to covering the pandemic. So do you feel like it's been an accurate depiction of what's actually going on out in the field? Yeah, it's been like really tough because there's a lot of uncertainties with COVID. We, we're still trying to figure out where it came from, how fast it spreads, where the hotspots are, do masks how effective are they? Like, there are so many questions. So what happens is these news stations interview experts and everyone seems to have a different opinion about this developing topic. So that's where all the, maybe the possible confusions come in where people say different things. So um, the best thing I think people can do is listen to the experts and um, develop a very wise opinion for yourself um, about what you can do about certain things. Like, yeah, like I know for instance, like I've been, I feel like it's really important for not people to just like pitch to the national coverage, but your local government also to kind of see what roles and stuff been going on. Like for instance, uh, in Miami, we are now opening up like this week, but um, other parts of the state have already started to open up. So I think it's important for everybody to really stay in touch with like what's going on in their city. So you can have the latest and updated information of what's being open, what's considered a phase one, phase two, and just like that type of stuff. So I think more than ever, it's really important to keep track of what's going on in your um, community. Definitely, and we're seeing the true colors now of governors around the state because they have a lot of influence about what opens in their what opens in their city. And so depending on their choice, that's how you're gonna see your governor. You're either gonna see him as godsend for opening things, or you're gonna see him as like, so, someone who's kind of evil for opening up things depending on how you look at the virus so we're seeing true colors of how our states are run too definitely did you feel like you uh that texas opened up too early or do you feel like they opened up at a normal time because i've heard people say like oh well like people have bills and stuff to pay like we gotta get back to work like if we keep this going like we're just gonna get into a more of a recession or and get even worse and then others are like well no like if we go too soon, then we'll just get right back in the situation we're in now and even worse. God, I gotta say, I don't know my opinion on that, and I don't want to, like, develop one right now on the spot, because I don't know, but I was reading about Texas today, actually, and um, we have kind of a mini spike again, like, the most amount of new cases in, like, 20 days happened the other day, so, like, that's not looking good for us, so... Um, I'm not really sure what to think about if we're opening too soon or not. Um, certainly a really controversial subject. Yeah, like I know that's I know that's been something that's been flooding all my feeds. People are like, oh, this state's like opening up too soon. And others are like, oh, like we can't go like this until the fall. And it's just like caused like havoc and craziness over the travel industry and like restaurants. And like I have a lot of friends who are chefs. So they're like, oh, like we want to get back in our restaurants, but like we're, we don't have the infrastructure, the tools we need to really 
now kind of adjusted the new normal with dealing with uh, uh, people and the new uh, exchange of it all. So it's kind of like you're in a, oh, like, I don't know, I don't know what to say, like, because you're hearing, you understand where everybody's coming from uh, on both sides of the fence. I know, tricky, tricky, tricky. Um, I in- interviewed someone the other day here who said um, something kind of interesting that he said he might have a different opinion depending on where he lived. Like, for example, in New York, um, a couple weeks ago where things were so bad, things are bad there, but, you know, they were really bad three weeks ago. He said if he saw all those sick people and sadly all those dead people, he probably would have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like definitely, because I know, like, I talked to, like, my friends in other parts of the country, they're like, oh, yeah, everything's, like, still closed. Or, like, people like you were like, yeah, we've started to open up slowly, and then people are like, oh, well, like, now we're seeing a spike, or, oh, what, like, we're now seeing that we were actually more prepared to come back so early because we even put in the proper tools for X, Y, and Z. So it's kind of like a mix, like you said, depending on where you are in the country. Like, I know um, in Miami, for our prep to be opening back up, like, uh, they're trying to make sure, like, all the retailers and barbers and places have, have, like, a system where they can kind of control the amount of people. Um, and a crazy thing I actually heard yesterday that one of my friends said in, Bo- in um, I think she said it was like New Hampshire, uh, they opened up their beaches or something, but you have to reserve a spot. Can you imagine how crazy that is for like trying to reserve a spot on the beach? Like, how do you even keep track of that? Like, how is that even possible? Wow, that's crazy. Crazy, like, crazy. Like, I was like, how, like, if I'm somebody and I want to like go to the beach, like, do you have to like, just stay on the phone to put that reservation in <laughs> for like some, like two months from now. Like, how's that possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And can I go off track for a little second because I don't want to dive into South Korea because I don't know too much about it. But I read the other day that in South Korea they're putting anklets on people who and ankle bracelets for people who land in their um, for people who land in the country to keep track of them. And they have government workers asking you every day where you are, how your symptoms are. Um, and somehow, um, they're, isn't that crazy? You have to wear an anklet? That's, that's crazy. I, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Do you think, when do you think, like, we'll be able to start doing, uh, like, domestic and uh, international travel? Like, I know I've been checking, like, for instance, like, London and other places, and they kind of see, like, when, like, what their band's been lifted or been adjusted. I feel like maybe September we'll start to see um, countries and stuff like allowing international travel, but I don't, I don't predict anything earlier than like September, October. No, I, I don't think, I think, yeah, September, October, but something that's kind of crazy is I read the other day, Italy is opening its borders June 3rd or something like that. Yeah, Italy Italy was a country that was not doing well, Uh, and I gotta say, I don't know how they're doing right now, but um, they're opening their borders probably because they are a country that relies on tourism, so Mm -hmm. they probably um, think it's safe enough to open uh, their borders back to tourists, so that's what's going on with Italy. They're letting people come back in June, and they weren't a country that's doing well, so maybe other countries... Maybe we'll see tourism go up again in August, July, August. Um, I have, I don't know. We could be surprised. People, not only are people not doing 
well financially, but maybe people are really watching their safety and they don't want to leave their house for another three, four, five months. Yeah, exactly. I know I've kind of like heard of the different people. Some people are like, yo, I gotta like, I mean, I'm one of them. It was like the minute that they say we can travel, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then, Wait, like, where do you want to Do you have any ideas of where you would want to go in two, three, four months? Um, I know I want to, I know I want to like go back to Texas and visit. Um, I wanted to visit Europe. Holy, can, we, can we switch places since like <laughs> you're in my hometown and I'm in your home state? <laughs> Let's just like switch real quick. Except for I don't want to do your job. Like, <laughs> like, it's like you can't get the hours. <laughs> but um, what were some places that, since you guys are recently open, where did you, what was like one, uh, like your first few places that you went back to when, it, when uh, Texas opened? So, uh, okay, I've got to say today's Sunday, the 17th, um, last, last Friday, like 10 days ago, retail stores opened, malls, movie theaters and restaurants, all to 25% capacity. Um, I haven't sat in a restaurant yet. I haven't gone to a movie theater or a mall or a clothing store. Um, so I haven't gone anywhere yet. Um, I've picked up food where someone brings the food to your car. But I'm really looking forward to going to a restaurant and having a drink and having some spinach dip and chips because I miss getting out. So I'll probably go to, I'll probably go to a restaurant in a month. I think I'm really watching my safety. I think I'm really watching my safety right now, but I really need a haircut. So oh, yeah, maybe, I can, maybe I can put that off for another month too. I think I'm gonna plan and put that off for another month. What about you? Uh, I feel like for me, I just miss like we have a like you know Miami, we have a lot of like outdoor like uh, restaurants and like water places like the wharf and places like that. I just like miss hanging out with my friends like that on a Saturday night or us all going to the beach on a Saturday and just like hanging out. Um, just like stuff like that, where we can, where you can kind of gather more, more than ten of your friends, <laughs> like more of us to just like hang out. <laughs> like that's what I miss mostly. And then like hugging my friends, like I was like, I want to hug my friends. <laughs> um, but definitely like the first place that I'll probably go will be our um, our outdoor spaces and like the wharf and stuff. And there's a lot of cool places around the arts and culture district, Wynwood. So definitely that I don't go to the mall that much already now so I don't feel like that's gonna be on my like first to-do list but definitely the movies like uh Wonder Woman is the new Wonder Woman's coming on August so I really want to go see that um so that's gonna be definitely on my list to do like movies and Miami, like you said, a lot of people like to get out and explore Wynwood, the arts district, go to brunch outside, go to, go to the beach. Here, people don't like to get outside too much, so I think people in Miami are mentally going a little more crazy. And I'm, I'm just glad that we have like places like the where we can run and still do like see stuff, because I was talking to a friend and they were like, you know, you have to kind of picture it. Like there's some people who are quarantined in places that they have to stay inside the entire time or don't have like a walking trailer somewhere to like kind of how we do because even though like we everything's closed here like we have a nice uh, marina that we can walk on or we have uh like causeways that we can walk on we have like virginia key and like stuff that is still kind of recreational and still can kind of like help with our mental space and whatever but a lot of people don't have that, so it's kind of like being uh, taken into account, like stuff that we're fortunate to have. That's been really helpful. Yeah, 
like, oh, you're, you're so lucky. I've, I've got to admit, I live in like the flatlands and there's not a lot of lakes or hiking trails nearby. And there actually, there is a pretty canyon 100 miles away, but that's near Amarillo and Amarillo's having really bad time right now with cases. They, they had over 700 new cases the other day. We are, that is a hot spot. I think it's in the top seven top set top seven hot spots in our country so i can't even go to those hiking trails right now so um i guess i'm just gonna have to continue to sit tight up here and i know a lot of people are doing and, and enjoy my my cheap rent yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and i know a lot of people are oh, like doing a lot of like cool like online workout classes like i know one of my friends um, at barry's boot camp like they're doing like workout. I don't know how this concept works, but they're doing like workout, uh, like classes and stuff still together. And I know a lot of other fitness places are doing like IG lives on there with um, cool. Like I feel like people you're now seeing how creative people are getting with staying fit, and exercising. Like there's some people here in Miami that I see in the morning who use like stop signs to uh, do like the bungee cords and stuff on or the steps. No way. Yeah, like people are getting creative. Like that's what I love because I'm, I'm, I just like walk in the morning and I'll listen to an audiobook or a podcast, but I'm like walking by and I'm seeing people like put bungee cords on the stop signs or uh, there's like a group of people who are like running up and down the stairs at the arena. Um, there's like one guy who always parks his car and like does like crunches with his feet curled under it. It's, under his car it's like there's i've been seeing some like really creative oh. people where i'm just like where did you get this idea but it's cool. i'm like hey whatever you got to do to like stay fit like go for it but people have really been creative like during this time with like what they're doing to exercise and stay fit so i have to applaud them at that yeah that's so cool i, I can't say i've seen anyone do anything crazy here nope <laughs> <laughs> but, um, have you been like reading or watching anything? Like I know a lot of people have been reading a lot of books or doing different activities like that, learning new trades like crochet. Like, have you have you been one of those? <laughs> no, I haven't picked up any hobbies. I've got to say I haven't. Um, although I started working out, so that's a hobby. But that counts. Um, yeah, th yeah, that certainly yeah, yeah that counts. Um, no, I haven't read any novels or any biographies. Um, haven't, haven't read too much for fun because I read a lot for work. Um, and I work the night shift. I work from two to 11 at night. And then from like 10 to two in the, from 10 a.m. to two, I'm doing a lot of researching about what story I want to do that day. And then from two to 11, I do the story. So um, I don't have too much time on my hands and I don't even have kids. So I don't know how people do this. I don't know how people, I don't know how people do life. So, um, but you know overall quarantine it's been all right like i said i have good days and bad days today's a good day i'm gonna go work out now um but i'm looking forward to getting back to regular life and everything in life is temporary so that's super cool about life if you're in a bad spot don't worry this too shall pass <laughs> and um do you have any advice for anybody who like wants to get into broadcast or I know, like, a lot of the people are graduating, like, college and stuff right now Call me. in the middle of job hunting. So do you have any advice for anybody who's job hunting or looking for internships and uh, broadcast or anything? My biggest tip to people, and I, my biggest tip to people is you've got to reach out and you can't be on a pile of resumes with other people. You need to DM 
people who work at a company you want to work for and ask if you can Zoom or FaceTime or call them. Uh, you, you've got to reach out on LinkedIn, DMs through Instagram, email news directors if you want to be in this business. Um, it's really easy to find people these days. Um, so don't be scared to reach out because you got to be aggressive in life.